Hi, this is Jeff Steele. Today we're reading Exodus 25, verses 1 through 22. The Lord said to Moses, Tell the people of Israel to bring me their sacred offerings. Accept the contributions from all whose hearts are moved to offer them. Here is a list of sacred offerings you may accept from them. Gold, silver, and bronze, blue, purple, and scarlet thread, fine linen and goat hair for cloth, tanned ram skins and fine goat skin leather, acacia wood, olive oil for the lamps, spices for the anointing oil and the fragrant incense, onyx stones and other gemstones to be set in the ephod and the priest's chest piece. Have the people of Israel build me a holy sanctuary so I can live among them. You must build this tabernacle and its furnishings exactly according to the pattern I will show you. Have the people make the ark of acacia wood, a sacred chest, 45 inches long, 27 inches wide, and 27 inches high. Overlay it inside and outside with pure gold and run a molding of gold all around it. Cast four iron rings and attach them to its four feet, two rings on each side. Make poles from acacia wood and overlay them with gold. Insert the poles into the rings at the sides of the ark to carry it. These carrying poles must say inside the rings, never remove them. When the ark is finished, place it inside place inside it the stone tablets inscribed with the terms of the covenant which I will give to you. Then make the ark's cover, the place of atonement from pure gold. It must be 45 inches long and 27 inches wide. Then make two cherubim from hammered gold and place them on the two ends of the atonement cover. Mold the cherubim on each end of the atonement cover, making it all of one piece of gold. The cherubim will face each other and look down on the atonement cover. With their wings spread above it, they will protect it. Place inside the ark the stone tablets inscribed with the terms of the covenant which I will give to you. Then put the atonement cover on top of the ark. I will meet with you there and talk with you from above the atonement cover between the gold cherubim that hover over the ark of the covenant. From there I will give you my commands for the people of Israel. So, here in chapter 25, we begin the section of text that starts to get into the specifics of the tabernacle. Now, up until this point, we've been hearing about the covenant itself, the laws that govern the people, uh, the sacrifices and the festivals. And we've heard many case examples of how God uh, how applies the laws that he has set out for his people. So now for the next few chapters, we're going to be shifting into the plans for some of the objects that will be part of Israel's worship as well as the tabernacle itself. Up until this point in the Bible, there have been altars and things that were built for the purpose of worship, but they haven't really been all that specific. When the Bible talks about, uh, for example, Jacob in Genesis building an altar, it just says, and Jacob built an altar. And, and even there's a, there's a text when God tells him to go and build an altar, and all it says is, go build an altar. But now, for the tabernacle, God is going to get very, very specific. This is going to be the precursor to the temple. This is the central place of worship for the people. And the first instruction is for an object called the Ark, the Ark of the Covenant. And I'm guessing that this comes first for a reason, uh, even actually before the instructions for building the tabernacle itself, because the Ark of the Covenant is going to be an object that is uh, extremely significant in Israel's future. Uh, when the tabernacle is complete, it's going to be kept inside the most holy place. This is the most inner sanctuary where Moses is going to meet with God and where only a few people will ever go. Now, it's basically a box, and inside the box are going to be kept a few um, sacred artifacts. Because of that, 
this box, this ark, basically represents the presence of God to the people. Now, it's not an idol. An idol would be a representation of God and what God looks like. It would be a statue that is uh, the God. Um, this is not that. That's an important distinction. But but this ark, this box, actually does represent uh, God's presence, the idea being that God goes wherever it goes. So, that's great, <laughs> but what's the takeaway from all of this? I mean, are we supposed to run out to Home Depot and pick up some plywood and build a box for God following the dimensions that were given? Not, not really today. Uh, the ark served a significant purpose for the people of Israel, but it's not something that we're meant to copy. In the New Testament, in the book of Hebrews, it tells us that these old covenant symbols uh, that were being set up, and we're getting the instructions for them here in Exodus, they're actually placeholders. They are examples of a more complete reality that is available through Christ to us in the present time. In Exodus, the people needed to go through many ceremonial kinds of things in order to approach God. But in the New Testament, Christ has already made a way for us. So we have access through him. We no longer require tabernacles and altars and, and arks. But I'll say this, what the ark represents, I think still endures. Remember, the ark represents the presence of God. And in fact, inside the ark, they put some things that reminded them of God's faithfulness. They kept the stone tablets for the Ten Commandments inside this box. And uh, later we, we hear that they also put in Aaron's staff that, that budded miraculously, and some of the manna that God provided in the wilderness. They put it in a jar and they put it in the box, in the ark. They didn't build a box in order to contain God, but it was full of reminders of what God had done for his people. So here's the question that I'd like to ask for us. Where do you remember God's presence? Now, we aren't tied to a certain place within a tabernacle. Uh, although our places of worship uh, today in, in America, they often serve as kind of a substitute for that. In a church building, you might see altars uh, and crosses, things that remind us of the presence of God, and they remind us, honestly, of what he's done for us. Those symbols are reminders to us. Now, at Watermark, we often insist that a building is just a building. It's a place where we meet, uh, but we understand that the New Testament teaches that the people, us, are, are the actual church. A church is a gathering of followers of Jesus, not the building in which they meet. We're, we're often very careful to refer to the building, our building, as the hub, uh, not the church. The building is not the church. The people are the church. That means that each of us actually carries our own reminders of God's presence with us wherever we go. So I wonder, what does that look like for you? I'm not just talking about wearing a cross as jewelry or a fish sticker on your car or a WWJD bracelet. Does anybody still wear those things? There's nothing wrong with those, of course, but I'm talking about a little bit more than that. Remember, they put some important things in the Ark of the Covenant, things that reminded them of what God had done in their life. So what are the things in your life Memories, perhaps, or tangible reminders that help you to remember that God is with you. 
I'd like to wrap up today by making sure that we remember. Do you remember when God became more than just a name to you? What was that like? What were the circumstances in your life at the time? Do you remember when you finally, fully put your trust in him? Do you remember a time when God came through for you when nobody else could? Take a few moments, if you would, today and and just finish these statements, two statements. A time in my life when I knew God was with me was, fill in the blank, and I know that God is with me today because, a time in my life I knew God was with me was, and I know that God is with me today because, let's pray, God, we want to remember and never ever forget what you've done for us and who you are. And so I pray that we carry the reminders of you with us and we refer to them often today. Remind us if we've forgotten and, uh, and help us to remember today in your name. Amen.